Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Disabled Support, official podcast of the Disabled Network. I'm your host with the most limb loss, Kyle, joined as always by my friend and co-host Lou. Lou, how are you doing today? Hey! We are going through a little bit of growing pains, as I mentioned before. Still haven't gotten my audio uh, really fixed, but Lou sounds like a schmoozy schmoozy radio DJ. For for, uh, for those of you guys who remember Barry White, I'll be like, (laughs) hi Kyle, Sarah, how are you both doing there? (laughs) <laughs> um, so anyways, before we get on to introducing uh, Sarah, who is returning for uh, her second time on the report, I just want to go ahead and say, if you want to know more about us and the Disables Network, you can visit our website at disables.org, spelled D-I-S-A-B-L-E-I-S-T dot org. We're on Facebook at Disables, uh, on Patreon, backslash the Disables Network. Um, YouTube, uh, disable, just do a YouTube search of Disablest or Disablest Network and you'll find us. Uh, and yeah, all of that stuff out of the way. Um, Sarah, I know it's been a little while. So first and foremost, hi, glad to see you again. And, uh, if you wouldn't mind giving us a little bit of information about who you are, uh, your diagnosis, and then we'll kind of just get into all of the bullshit that we were getting heated about yeah. before we're, we're we winging it record. <laughs> we're, yeah. Yeah, we're... <laughs> no i'm super excited to be back i feel like it hasn't been a long time but it has been a long time yeah. like this whole year has been a blur mm-hmm. um so my name is sarah i am gosh i just turned 30 actually this month and i live in tallahassee um i currently work as our director of youth initiatives and administration over at the florida independent living council and i have cerebral palsy uh, so I use a power wheelchair most of the time, but also use a walker for shorter distances and currently rehabbing a broken middle finger. Uh, so need a little bit more assistance right now than, than typical. Is it a little apropos that it's your middle finger that's <laughs> yeah. broken? I know, of all fingers, right? How are yeah. you going to drive in traffic with your middle finger broken? I am not driving right now. I can barely even drive my power wheelchair, so we're keeping me off the road right now. <laughs> oh, big, big, big oof. Well, that kind of leads into what we wanted to talk about today on the chopping block, at, uh, like as always, I guess, is the topic of caregivers in scheduling and the nightmares that ensue therein. Yes. Um, so I know that we ju- were just speaking and you said, you know, that your caregiver just left right before, uh, we hopped on the call. So it ended up working out great. What is it like with the current climate? Because I've heard some real horror stories about, uh, you know, caregivers just right. up and not showing and, and, up. And before you answer that, when, when we say current climate, you know, 10 years from now, somebody happens <laughs> upon this episode, make sure that we mention the current climate. So, what that means? Well, it's it's 2021. Uh, uh, all of whatever's going on we're in the, the government, we're in the, the Zeta wave of COVID now. So. <laughs> so what yeah. comes after Zeta? Yeah. Because I feel like there's going to yeah. be more. We'll, we'll <laughs> start <laughs> naming them. <laughs> oh, like hurricanes? Yeah. No. We'll start naming them like hurricanes. All the different new yeah. variants. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll, uh, we'll name them after famous denialists. So whatever denial say, oh, COVID's not real. When they die, we'll name the next variant after them. That's what we'll do. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> um, so, so what's caregiving the caregiving situation like for you? And what what are your caregiving needs? Yeah. Um. So, oh gosh, this could be a whole long story. I don't know how long we have today, but um. So I guess I'll just start at the beginning and make it as brief as I can. Um, I did not get on Medicaid till I was 18, and my parents always took care of me while I was living at home. Uh, but then when I went away to college, I needed full-time caregiving assistance and had multiple denials by Medicaid. Uh, needed to go to court hearings to prove why my care was medically necessary every six months. I mean, the doctor had to explain she can't open a water bottle. She's not going to the bathroom. She's going to get a UTI. I mean, it's just absurd. Um, you mean in six it, months you weren't healed? Quote unquote. Exactly. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I haven't changed, but let's let's go do it again. Um, so then when I turned 21 and transitioned off of children's Medicaid, went on to the Agency for Persons with Disabilities waiver. Um, so I currently only receive care on the hours I'm not working. So during my eight hour day, I pay a caregiver to come in for like a half an hour just to take me to the restroom. But apparently if you work full time, you don't need caregiving assistance during the day because they no, expect why, why would you? 
<laughs> independent. <laughs> so, you know, I'm, I'm lucky that I'm in a work environment where I can have my coworkers help with little things like scanning or printing, you know, if I need to do any of that. But pretty independent during the workday. But I do have somebody that comes in in the morning to help me get ready for work. And then in the evening, you know, it's helping me make dinner, giving me a shower, doing all of the, the stuff. And then on the weekends, I have a couple hours of gaps in between, but pretty much somebody here all day. So again, doing errands, all the things that I need to do as an adult on the weekends, grocery shopping, meal prepping, uh, cleaning, all of that laundry. Um, so those are pretty much the needs that I have at this time. I, I, I do want to jump in with a question. Um, hanging out with Kyle now. We've been friends for quite some time. I have to say, people in chairs have mastered holding it. Like oh, either, yeah. either you guys have massive bladders right now, or you just go out throughout the whole day going, well, I guess I'm holding it till uh, yeah. three or four hours from now. Yeah. No, it's, <laughs> it's so true. And this is probably TMI, but uh, right before I broke my finger, I actually did have a kidney stone. And I really do think that the kidney stone was caused from lack of not going to the restroom enough. Um, and so, again, that's something that it's like, why are we not looking at the medical picture of a person's needs if I'm going to end up needing to go to urologists and doctors? Off, like, if you just gave me more care, maybe these things could be prevented. I can I can answer part of that question. And part of it uh, there in lies within issues with verbiage. So I've been thinking about, I think about words a lot. I studied communication, so the ways that people talk and all that kind of jazz. And I really do honestly think that part of the reason why people don't think about our medical needs the most is because even if it's subconscious, and you guys can disagree with me if you want, because if I'm wrong, I want to be told why I'm wrong. I really do think like people hear and think of the term medical model Mm-hmm. And they associate medical needs with the medical model. Yep. And and that causes people not to talk about it even more when I think that the way that, um, you know, uh, the disability rights movement is progressing, it should be looking to talk about limitations of the disabled body more because that's how you learn about, you know, the kind of gear care that you need like lou and i don't give a shit well, about well i was gonna say if you do a, that a then, stone like that, well, that's the kind of stuff that we need to talk about like specifically well if if, um, if you spend too much time with what you need or or having disadvantages how do you then have inspiration yeah. porn yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how do you how do you expect us to be your inspiration yeah. if we don't have time what do you mean you yeah. get kidney stones i don't want to yeah. hear about that just tell me well, how how awesome you've overachieved it's, yeah, it's and I uh, like water for four hours. You're oh amazing. my god! Well, it's, no. So what we have to do is we have to maintain eye contact with those people and tell them, you know, about oh my god, yes, I am such an inspiration for you. Also, I'm maintaining eye contact with you right now because I'm peeing myself while I'm speaking to you. Um, <laughs> you know, you know but, actually, this is a good point though because okay, so I'm I'm able bodied. Uh, so I I don't know if you knew Sarah, but I'm uh, neurodivergent. So but okay. um. But listening to you guys just talk about something simple like that makes me feel actually really bad sometimes. Like, mm-hmm. I know when I'm with Kyle and we travel long distances, it's not in the tip of my head to go, huh, I wonder if he has to go to the bathroom or, yeah. you know, it, it just, it never occurs to me to ask. And that's kind of, you know, it, why would, why would I even think that? Right. It's, you know, so it just, now yeah. I feel... Go ahead, Kyle. I'm sorry. No, 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 don't, no, don't feel bad. It's just you know, like Sarah will understand. Like it's, it's just the reality for us. Right. And so the one point that I wanted to mention, and, and Sarah, you can tell me if, if you, I'm sure that you do the same thing. But for me, if I know, say Lou and I had to go from, you know, like Largo to Orlando a couple of weeks ago for work. Right. We're out there all day. Had to get up at five five thirty in the morning. Didn't get home back to my house until ten thirty at night. And in all of that, you know, have to juggle when am I going to be a- be able to pee, the places that we stop off at, are they going to have, you know, accessible restrooms, all that kind of stuff. So to mitigate all of that, which is very unhealthy and I advise nobody to do, but I know that a lot of wheelchair users also follow suit. If I know that I'm going to be in a position where I can't go to the bathroom that day, I purposefully won't drink or won't yep. drink very much. Like, 
I woke up at, okay, so I had to be at Lou's at 6.30, and he lives about half an hour away from me. I woke up at about 5, 5.15, drank my cup of coffee then, didn't drink any water. So I had Kyle, a cup of Kyle, coffee. Kyle. I had a cup of coffee and no water from 5 in the morning until Lou and I got to Orlando at like 8, 8.30, um, and then drank some water and all that stuff because at that point after we had gotten our – we were at a trade so, trade show. So after we got our booth and everything set up, then like I drank water and all that stuff. But like in the interim, I think that like, you know, us going there, I think we stopped off so that you could go to the bathroom one time, right, Lou? And then we got there see, and then see, you went I'm, to the bathroom I'm, I'm when the we got friend. there. I'm the bad friend. See that? <laughs> and, 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 in, in that time. Hey, hey uh, like guy, I, Kyle, you have no problems here. I'll, I'll go <laughs> use the restroom. You wait here for me. Well, but I, I didn't I didn't have to go, uh, though, was the thing. But I put myself in that position where I had only drank a cup of coffee, had no other liquid intake for like four and a half hours of being awake. And that's not good. No. Um, do you do you, have you done the same thing? Absolutely. And yes. I hope that you don't do that now. <laughs> but, I'm like, I literally am traumatized after like having that's why I'm like, take care of yourself. That's the best thing I can recommend. And, you know, it's come to a point now where my boss and I had to have like a heart to heart conversation where, you know, I'm thankful that I work in a disability organization, but she's like, please let me help you. Like, I don't want this happening to you again. Like, let me help you. And it goes into that whole, well, I don't want to ask for help. You're my boss, blah, blah, blah. The shame that we feel for asking for what we need. But at the same time, I mean, we're young, like we need to be taking care of our bodies. So, but I'm with you, Kyle. There's so many times where if like, you know, I would go out to lunch with coworkers. I love as a treat when I go out to get like a Diet Coke, but if I drink a whole soda, I'm going to have to pee like three times Mm -hmm. in the afternoon. So I'll purposely just not get a soda or I don't drink coffee, but if a coworker offers to bring Starbucks in and I want like a hot chocolate or tea, I purposely will say no because I know that that's going to have to make me use the restroom more. And it's like, why are we withholding things that we love from ourselves just because we're t- like, it's just, it sucks that we even have to do things like that. It's like my, uh, <clears throat> have you, have you seen the IT crowd by any chance? Um, so it's, I think that it's on Netflix still, but it's a, it's a British comedy show about, uh, three people that work in, uh, IT department. And uh, there's one episode in particular that I love because it focuses on disability. And uh, one of the characters is infatuated with this actress and uh, had an opportunity and knew that she was going to be at some play or whatever. And so he went and uh, through a bunch of, you know, comedic uh, goings on, he ended up getting on a bus that had a lot of disabled people in it who were getting together. They were like in a group or something and they were getting together to like go to this show. And so he was on this bus with other wheelchair users, like in a wheelchair and, uh, uh, or no, 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 no. I got this all wrong. Never mind. He was there. He saw all of the, he saw all of the disabled people. He had to go to the bathroom. He went into the disabled, uh, bathroom and, uh, thought that he was flushing the toilet and was pulling a cord and actually he looked up at the ceiling and it said pull for help and so then a bunch of people start knocking on the door and they're like sir sir what's wrong or like are you okay in there and he just doesn't he's like uh 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 and doesn't say anything and then um like they're asking they're like sir can you please let us know if there's anything wrong with you and the only response that he says is i'm disabled (laughs) and so like that's what my ringtone is, is him saying, I'm disabled. <laughs> and so, like, whenever I'm out and about in public, like, Lou knows because it's, you know, at this point, both him and I are desensitized to it. But, like, I pay I pay attention to stuff like that because having a physical disability and being a wheelchair user, people already look at that, like, Sarah, you and I a lot, mm-hmm. like, when we go out, I know. Yep. But then, then I do little things like that that are jarring on purpose. And so, like, my phone will go off, I'll get a text message, and it'll be like... <laughs> quiet and you'll just hear i'm disabled and everybody's like well what what is that or like i have a a box that houses my wallet and to hide it which everybody's gonna know now that it's hiding it but i i have a beanie and on that beanie in bright it's a black beanie in, in bright green letters it says crippled on it 
And so like, so I do all of these little jarring things to kind of just fuck with people, I guess. But, but I use my comedy, like I use that as a comedic way to get, because people are like really jarred by it. But then I find that if I'm really open about stuff like that, so like I joke in now I'm more open about like, I, okay. To just to be really honest, like I peed myself because I've had to go to the bathroom and didn't get home in time. And it sucks, and I beat myself up when it happened. Lou knows because I called him, and I was, like, almost in tears. And I was like, bro, I just peed. Like, I peed everywhere. I just peed all over myself. But then, like, I can use that story to relate with other disabled people because, like, I mentioned it in our group chat for, like, the Disabled Nation, or our our group on Facebook, I mean. And uh, everybody commented, all the wheelchair users, they're like, bro. We've all peed ourselves. (laughs) What are you you talking about? But then, like, so it's funny because now, because like peeing yourself, you whatever. So, so now we have uh, the running. We're going to add to our running gag. Like, we always have to throw in the. the, We always have to gag. Yeah, because it's like pee running down. No, no, no. no. But but there you go. But okay, so pun pun not intended. But we have this thing about oh, add that to your dating profile, right? So now. So now Sarah, she has a dating profile, can say, I occasionally have peed myself and I get kidney stones. Looking for a husband who can provide all the assistance. Looking for a husband that doesn't mind wiping up my pee and cleaning my chair. Yeah. No. Um, uh, well, Sarah, have you seen the episode um, that we had earlier about uh, dating? Where I have not. No, I have been so MIA. I uh, really hate yeah. this job. So that we, uh, she talks about that. What? I can't. I'm bad with names, Kyle. Amanda. Amanda was mentioning that. Amanda Baker. Oh gosh, yeah. I, I have to listen. To yeah, this and then. she, <laughs> but she talks about guys wanting to undress her, but not want to dress her. Not want to dress her. And it's like, <laughs> so so you go through stuff like that too when you're when, when you're out and about. Not out and about, and people are trying to undress you, but you get what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, not like, public. No. <laughs> like there's a, well the intersectionality about like caregiving dating things like that like oh yeah yeah. i mean right now you know i haven't dated in a while but i i worry about that like i'm like and i think that just goes back you know kind of circling this all together with caregivers you know when i have to be vulnerable and ask for something that i need that's you know right now the caregivers have to drive me that's not something that was in their job description three weeks ago but that's a vulnerable ask like hey you know i don't want to sit in the house all day today I want to go get coffee. Can can you drive me to go get coffee? No, like I don't want them to ever feel like they are my entertainers or my slaves or anything. But I, I do worry that when I do find a husband one day that that's going to be at what point is asking for my needs going to be too much? Um, like, are they going to walk away? Are they going to say, oh, no, you're this is too much. I can't handle this. Goodbye. You know, so it's like I do think about those things. and I do worry about those things a lot. Would you be opposed to a caregiver or a caregiver? Would you be opposed to your partner doing your caregiving needs? Because I know that I've spoken to a decent amount of disabled people about this at this point, and uh, it seems like people are fifty fifty. Yeah, I was going to say definitely fifty. Where, where, like, I am on the the side where, like, if I met a woman who wanted to do my care or was open to it, that would be so much more attractive to me, and I love that. Mm-hmm. But I know that a lot of people like that segmentation to happen they don't want their caregiver so so what would you be more apt or to do or be more comfortable with with i think i'm like 50 50 like in the best case scenario i have somebody like come in in the morning and get me ready for work because if he's trying to get ready for work how is he going to get me ready for work we both make it to work by nine o'clock you know and then in the evening maybe like we do dinner together but then i have somebody come in for an hour to help shower me and then you know we can go to bed together whatever but so i don't think i would need like a full-time caregiver but i also think i would want somebody to kind of help like for me to help do things around the house i don't want him to have to do everything but and then i also think about times like traveling you know like i don't want a caregiver going on vacation with us and like you have to pay for an extra plane ticket you have to pay for an extra hotel room it's like you know what boundary line so I guess, yes, I am comfortable, but I also would sometimes want assistance so that he wouldn't have to feel like he's a full-time caregiver. I, I feel yes. like you guys can also be jerks, though. Like, like oh, yeah. I, I could see I could see Sarah going, <clears throat> excuse me, um, 
can you peel these grapes? I don't like eating the skin of my grapes, and I just can't do it. <laughs> but no. I'm so sorry. Yeah, but yeah. I'm so sorry. I don't want to ask. I'm so sorry. I apologize uh, for everything. I know um, you got me the Oreo cookies that I asked for, but can you go back and get double stuffed Oreo? Would that be too much of an ask? <laughs> um, no, but I, you know. All of these things are really important because I do like Sarah, I worry about feeling the same way too. Um, like I just to be blatantly honest, uh, I do have, uh, you know, like asking shame yep. where I, I do feel shame a lot of times asking for things where even hanging out with, for instance, with Lou, like we'd be hanging out and really early on, he actually, we were in the middle of doing something and he was like, oh, hold on, like we have to stop because I have to address something. He was like, every single time that you ask me to do something, you apologize. I need you to not do that. I know that you're disabled and that you have limitations and I'm your friend. And so if there's something that you need help with, just ask me and I'll do it because I know that that's something that you need to do. If I wasn't comfortable with that, I wouldn't be your friend and I wouldn't be like, hey, Kyle, come over and let's hang out all day. But I'm not going to help you, you know, like change your shirt or, you know, whatever, whatever it may be, like open this food item for me or or whatever. Um, Well, but just to elucidate um, or or explore that topic a little bit, like it's not just that I have issues, too. Like like everybody, Mm -hmm. any one of your friends. Mm-hmm. They're going to have a peculiarity that you just don't like or or maybe off-putting or whatever it is. Not It doesn't even have to be off-putting. But for instance, and I've mentioned this a million times, eventually, if we ever become viral, Kyle, people will just start sending me mayonnaise packets just to mess Oh, with no, me. God, no. no <laughs> like, don't do, uh, don't do that to either of us yeah, because that I, makes you want to vomit. I, I hate mayonnaise to the point that when I was dating – if somebody ate mayonnaise on their sandwich, that was it for the rest. No kissing. I'm not. You're not kissing <laughs> me for the rest of the day till you've gone to bed, brushed your teeth the next morning or that night. And like it's. Well, that does the, bring up some another so, really important thing too, though, is that since since you're on the autism spectrum, though, people. Okay, so you and I were talking about this just the other day, where if you have an aversion to something, a lot of times people will minimize that for you. And be like, oh well, you know, it's but Lou, it's just mayonnaise. Like yeah. we can just kiss. get over it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. but and that's the thing that people don't understand, though, specifically about people who are autistic. That like, if Lou tells you that he has an aversion to something, even thinking about that thing causes him discomfort. Oh, but yeah. if he was forced to say, you know, do that, or like I know that you have an aversion to touch as well. Um, and saying that somebody has an aversion to something that causes ends up causing him physical pain sure. to engage in whatever that action is or, you know, it, it, physical pain. I rope in with getting sick to your stomach, like because the whole mayonnaise thing will literally make him vomit. Yeah. Um, and people think like, Lou, you're ridiculous. It, like, no, like it's it's an aversion that he has, which is why it's an aversion, which is why he's like. Don't fucking eat mayonnaise and then expect me to kiss you. Because, Please. Like, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, That's so... your dating profile line right there. Yeah. yeah. yeah oh, no, no oh, mayonnaise, that, mayonnaise yeah, that, that would definitely go in, in the top three at least. Yeah. Lou, Lou's going to make a dating profile, say no mayonnaise. I'm going to make a dating profile and say look, exclusively looking for cuddle partner and nothing else. Sarah's going to say, hey, I'm looking for a partner who will be a caregiver sometimes and also not – other times because it's flexible and all of that. And it doesn't mind a hundred yeah. saris per hour. Yeah. May, may have broken finger. May have broken finger. <laughs> but I think, you know, Kyle, circling back to what you were saying, like, so I've been in the process of going to therapy and some things that I've kind of just learned is that, and something that I'm working on is instead of saying sorry, learning how to say thank you instead. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if somebody gets me, you know, something and I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, just saying thank you. I mean, it's just a different way of changing your mind, but you're still showing that person that you appreciate them. So that's been like a reframe I'm working on. And then something else, too, is like when we don't allow people to help us and trust me, I'm still working on this, but we take that away from somebody. 
you know, if that's how somebody shows their love and their friendship mm. and they want to care about us and we're saying, no, it's okay, we're independent, we don't want your help, well, we're pushing that way of them showing love and friendship away. So I, I always try to keep that in the back of my head where it's like, well, why am I not allowing this person to show me love or care when they want to? Because they're my friend and that's how they want to show up for me. That, this that is, is reminiscent of... Yeah, that's a good... That's an interesting uh, point. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Yeah, Kyle. this is... It, well, I was going to say it's reminiscent of the conversation that I was having with members of the Disabled Nation about, you know, using person-first language and, and how to identify that way. I do think that you're hitting on a really, really important topic that disabled people need to be familiar with. Like, you know, I, I will just say that I was kind of poking the fire a little bit here, <laughs> but, um, you know, I do think that it's ridiculous that dis the disabled community, for example, can't come to an agreement on a fucking term about what to call us. Right. And I do feel like this, oops, uh, while, while being different is in a very similar vein to that conversation, because the reality is that we do need help. And there are people who do, you know, caregiving for them, you know, like you said, is an act of love. And when disabled people now, I'm not saying that we have to mitigate who we are to appease able-bodied people. I'm not saying that. But on the flip side, we do have to be realistic in that we're forming friendships with able-bodied people who before us might not have ever had a disabled yeah. friend. And so in their mind, without even realizing that they're doing it, they might associate doing caregiving act, acts for you as an act of showing that love or showing that friendship. And so before, you know, we immediately, you know, the activist in us comes out yeah. and is like, ah, no, no, don't do that for me. I can do it myself. Like, we do have to be a little cognizant because, and this is a point that I made in the nation about, you know, all the stuff that I just mentioned is that we don't owe able-bodied people that in terms of, you know, giving our own power up, but sure. we, we do owe able-bodied people that in the sense that we can't demand for people to relate to us yep. and empathize with us but also not be willing to empathize with them. Well, um, but you're t you guys are just basically talking about blurred lines too. I mean, uh, not not to we, we've brought this up before, but how able-bodied people tend to infantilize oh, absolutely. people, and and it's like so. How do you parse what's well-meaning and what's infantilization or inadvertent infantilization? Right, so. Almost that's almost the form of prejudice right there. Like, oh, they're in a chair, so they must be the. the do you need help cutting your food, Sarah? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think like, there's, yeah, I think there's so. a big difference between like a friend that just cares for you versus like you know, look at your relationship. You know, Kyle and Lou as friends. Like, Kyle, if you needed something every you know three days, like you're just out with your friend, you're like, oh, I need something. Like, no, I think he he, he eats ranch dressing around me intentionally. <laughs> and asks me to open the containers. That's the way he gets yeah. back at me. <laughs> I do. I do want to mention. I do want to mention too, because again, it's another topic that's not mentioned nearly enough. And I have tried to. Well, not tried to. I've injected myself into, for instance, like the devotee community. And I'm not sure if you're familiar with um, that, Sarah. But a devotee is a person who is attracted to um, disabled people or disabling qualities. They find mm -hmm. them attractive. Um, and, you know, just also bear in mind that if you come across somebody who is like a potential partner or whatever, um, and like, uh, devotees, uh, you know, for them, a big part of that attraction usually ends up being that ability to give care to somebody. And so in mentioning the whole thing about it being like an act of love, um, it could go, you know, that's what I was referring to when I when I was saying that, like, you know, it can be an act of friendship or an act of love. It, but in terms of like an act of love for 
somebody like familial love, but it could also be an act of like romantic love. Yeah. And at that point, the thing that you have to ask yourself is because a relationship's about give and take, right? And so like as a person, you're going to do things that you do and don't want to do in a relationship and not saying that it's something that you wouldn't want to do as a disabled partner. But if you do have a partner who's a devotee and you know that that is something that's important to them and that they get enjoyment out of, Maybe you find yourself falling into that routine a little bit more than usual because you know that it's something that brings that person joy or makes them feel like, um, you know, you value them being able to help you do certain things. Without um, it being like a codependent relationship, mm -hmm. you know, I think there's that fine line too where it's like that could turn into a form of codependency where if that person's needs aren't being met by them helping me. Like that can become an unhealthy relationship. And that's why communication is key yep. in every relationship. <laughs> do check-ins regularly, people. I can... Uh, I, I do uh, want to ask Sarah one question. Like, So if you had to uh, crystallize everything that we were talking about into like you, you meet someone for the first time and you had to, I guess, address like your needs or some of the things you want to have done while you're... Uh, interacting with them what would you say like you know you know what I'm saying like maybe your first time you have a new caregiver mm -hmm. do, you, do you what what is some of the typical things you say to them yeah so when I well, when I meet with caregivers it would be totally different in the dating context but with caregivers I always have like a flyer so I usually put like the basic tasks that they are expected to do which kind of shows them like this is something i'm interested in or this is not something i'd be interested in doing so that kind of helps them in terms of like knowing what the expectations are but then when they meet me and they see you know they realize it's more of a companionship with just some expectations that they have to help me with certain things so the expectations are there which then gives them the choice if they want to actually go forward and interview or not you you should do that that, that seems like a a good idea to do with the with dating even though or even oh, like with I your friends I, yeah i don't know kyle I, but with online dating i always like put a disclaimer in there that i have cerebral palsy like i just want people to know oh yeah because absolutely it could get really uncomfortable uh, i would rather people know yeah. before they reach yeah. out and, and that's another thing too that's kind of kind of weird because i i really think that people are what lou like seem to be 50 50 on that right because We've talked to a couple people now about like dating and all of that kind of stuff. And like, Sarah, I'm in the vein with you where I like the first thing that I put is I'm a quad amputee, but mm -hmm. also because you and I are involved in activist work. And so our disabilities are at the forefront of our mind and right. our work and our personal life all the time. It's true. Um, and so you and I have compartmentalized our disability and our disabled bodies in a very different way than say somebody who just... Uh, you know, sustained a spinal cord injury three months ago, right? Um, so these are also important things to to, to think about. But um, yeah, you know, I I, I don't know, it, Lou. People seem to be fifty fifty on that, or am I just? No, I yeah, definitely, I agree with you. Okay. It's like, um, but I always bring up so Sarah. I always when I when I hear about people that want to be deceptive, I always go, well, I I remember dating back in the day, and. Two months in, the gal's like, by the way, I have something to tell you. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, what is it? And I hope you're okay with kids. I have a daughter and I just, yeah. you know, I was in bed. And I'm like, ooh, I did say that I don't want children. You know, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. it, it's, you know, so yeah, it's, you know, you catch people off guard like that. You know, it's. I don't know. It's. I think for me, it's fear of rejection. Like I don't want to go find uh, somebody same, on online dating, same vibe. Chat and then tell them. By the way, you know, if we're gonna meet up and have a date, like I'm in a wheelchair, and then I'm ghosted after that. Versus somebody Let, knowing straight up, like, okay, she's in a chair. I don't mind that. Let's pursue a relationship. I, I get, just kind of guards my fear of rejection <laughs> a little bit more. I yeah. get ghosted for not being six two. So. <laughs> I mean, I, I, you know what I'm saying? It's like, I, let, let's say on the dating apps, a woman has like this long checklist of, you know, you better do this. You better not. 
and there's the line. Well, you better be at least six feet tall. I'm like, well, that's it. I, I, I checked off all the other boxes, but that one, man, you know, that was it. So, so what I'm, what I'm hearing is that, uh, okay. There's a lot of dating shows out there, right? But maybe there needs to be, I don't know why my phone thinks that I'm talking to it, but I'm absolutely not. I, sorry, I just had to touch <laughs> it and tell it no, because I don't want it to immediately like start playing Tessa Violet or something like that. Or open a dating um, app for you. Or, well, I don't have any of those installed, but maybe soon. Uh, but anyways, yeah, we should have like a, not a dating show per se, but a dating show to find caregivers <laughs> for disabled people. It's that would so be like, true. Behind door number one, uh, yeah. oh, there's that's funny. Millie, who's that's been funny. a nurse for 15 years. Yeah. Behind door number two, Zach has a grandpa who he's been taking care of for <laughs> 20 years. And behind door number three, there's Rick, who is slightly disturbed by the look of disabled people. <laughs> and has codependency <clears throat> issues. Has codependency <laughs> issues and is anti-vax. Oh, there we <laughs> go. oh my gosh, yeah. yeah. And I, but, I make that joke all the time when I do caregiver interviews. Like, I'll go meet them for coffee or, like, wherever. And I'm like, it kind of feels like a blind date. Yeah. This is exactly because you're interviewing somebody and it's you don't know who they are. They don't know who you are. Maybe you've, like, sucked their social media a little bit, but that's it. And it's just this weird interview that's, I don't know, it just reminds me of blind dates. Yeah, there's um, I can't remember the name of it. I believe it's called Standing Up, or or something like that. Uh, I'll link it in the description to this. Um, but it's a, a an Amazon Prime movie, and you have to pay for it now, and you didn't when I saw it. And I think that all of the fucking disabled content on Amazon Prime should be free. That's a, literally a hate crime. But anyways, I'm not no, going to get on that. So what, what a socialist thing to say. <laughs> It's, yeah, right. Um, but anyways, in in this uh, movie, I'm not going to go into depth about what it is and all that kind of stuff. But um, the main character goes through a point where he is interviewing four caregivers mm -hmm. and he's like at a restaurant and had yeah. like, it, you know, it, it does the whole thing, you know, when like the, like the dating montage in movies where it's like one after another um, and he's sitting at like a table at a restaurant and he has these people come in. And it splices between all of the, the different things that people are saying. And now that I, you saying that made me realize that the production made, like, crafted that scene to seem like speed dating. Um, yeah. And it's very, it's very interesting. That'd be very um, stressful. That would be very stressful. It, so, okay. So, I, Lou, first and foremost, I'm going to be a little just, like, obvious and, like, you know, you're going to see behind the scenes a little bit here. I don't know what timestamp we're at because I didn't oh, we're, start we're, we're at the 38-minute uh, mark. Do you want to keep going or do you not want to keep going? Cause... Well, I'll, I'll, well, go ahead and say your thing and then we'll have Sarah fit, okay. say her thing and then you can do the Patreons. And, uh, but um, yeah, so go ahead. But anyways, yeah. So um, Kyle's trying to push this the shows to like the hour. I and think a it's half a great mark. idea. <laughs> well, I, I now I don't now I don't remember where remember where I was going uh, with that tangent D dating. Uh, but um, the production, something yeah, about production. production. Oh well, where where just you know the production situated that scene to seem like it was a speed dating thing. Um, and so, oh, that's what I was going to ask. So I've never had that experience because I haven't interviewed caregivers or anything like that. Saying that it's a speed, you know, like in the movie, it was positioned as a speed dating thing. Do you feel the same way when you interviewed your like caregivers? Oh, yeah. And okay. I think, so for me, I used an agency full-time, like probably for the first five or seven years that I lived away from home, that was brutal. I mean, it just the amount of like emotional, physical neglect, people not showing up, the agency not caring to replace people if people called out to a point that my anxiety was just so debilitating that I was like, I need to take control over this situation. And so how do I do that? And I just used it. I started using care.com. That was all right. And then I realized like, there's nursing schools in your area. Send a flyer to nursing schools. Like, Students want experience. 
And that's been my best method to find students. And then they have friends or they have classmates, like, you know, and you kind of go on this rotation of hiring new people. Most of my girls are in college. So that's been really tough because when they go home for Christmas break, I guess I'm going home for three weeks, you know, or they're going to graduate, which means I have to hire probably about four new caregivers this summer. But it's it's part of the process. Um, but yeah, when you kind of take the situation into your own hands versus letting an agency pick the people for you, it's a blessing because it gives you more control. But you also, it is like a speed dating process. Like, tell me how dependable you're going to be. If you're in this situation and this happens, what do you do? I have them sign a contract, you know, with my expectations. So if those things aren't met, I have something to fall back on where I can say, hey, look, you called out four times in a month, like, sorry, I'm going to have to let you go. You signed this contract. So, you know, I think there's ways of doing it, but yeah, it's, it's like, you're kind of just getting to know people and you want them to feel comfortable with you and your needs. But it's also important that I'm evaluating, can they meet my needs at the same time? Yeah. 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 Well, well, I'm, I'm taking nothing in my own hands because those were incinerated a very long time ago <laughs> due, due to uh, infectious disease and, and meningitis and stuff like that. Um, but you did give me a very good idea. I'm going to make two flyers, one to ask for caregivers and another to ask for cuddle partners. There you so go. great idea. Oh, can, um, I, can I take your flyers for cuddle partners? I know exactly where I'm putting them up at. Oh, God, right, no, because you're going right, to put them at like a biker bar or something like that. Now I know two places. <laughs> where? Okay, where was the other place? Oh, you know, right outside of the jail. Uh, yeah, right. Good luck, Kyle. Yeah, Best right of luck to you. <laughs> that's thanks. That's it. Hey, right. you heard it here. Uh, if all of a sudden these shows stop happening, uh, or they just happen to be go, the, they, the Lou show, they, they're going you right know up. what happened. Kyle, they, Kyle they, gets abducted by a cuddle partner outside. The, the those jail. flyers are going right <laughs> next to the bail bondsman flyers that you see outside of jail. They, you see somebody just like you know, <laughs> just pick me up out of my chair and carrying me. What are you doing with that man? Oh, no, don't worry. This is just like, you know, he wanted a cuddle partner. And this is, uh, you know, he has it written in his contract that he may act like I'm, he, you know, abducting him. But that's all part of what he's into. So so don't ask about that. It's fine. That's a good uh, idea. I want to okay. write. I want to write it now. <laughs> what? The, oh, the flyer? Yeah, so. You can you can write my my two flyers and and uh, oh. and Sarah's new flyers for whatever oh. she needs new new character. So hey, I need thing. some cuddle partners too. Uh, I need. Hey, look, I am cuddling is a thing. It's stupid important. Uh, I have been venting to Lou about this now for I don't know how many weeks. I will just say, like, especially post recent breakup. See, so, so you guys are uh, like puppies. You guys are like puppies. You need a lot of attention and effect. I'm a cat. I, I'm like, don't touch me. Just stay. And then every once in a while, I come in. I'm like, can I, can I have a quick pet? And then I want to go about my business again. Let me back out. So you guys, you guys are strange to me. You guys are. Like, I think no, I'm a little bit of both, honestly. Yeah. Probably somewhere in the middle. No, I want. I want to be enveloped. Yeah, I want to be a human Kyle's burrito. Dead, yeah. Oh yeah, so no. yeah. Kyle's a puppy. Kyle's a puppy. Yeah. I'm absolutely a puppy and then made the mistake of buying a puppy and then being like, hmm, I don't think I want – I don't know. Okay. If you are ever thinking like, hmm, I don't know if I want children and then you buy a puppy, it will let you know really quick whether absolutely. or not you actually do. And I have jumped completely back. I was like, hmm, I don't think I want kids. Buys a puppy. Hmm, I know that I don't want kids. So that's the thing. But anyways, we've jumped – all over the place. This honestly, though, if I'm being, uh, you know, really candid, this has been one of my favorite shows that we've done in a really long time. Lou. This has no, been. See, really... Sarah, he says that to everybody. Don't like he. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I was hoping that I could <laughs> feel special for five minutes. <laughs> uh, I'm no, going to ruin everything. Should, I ruin you everything. should feel. You should. All three of us should feel special all <laughs> yeah. of the time because we are special, special children <laughs> with special needs. Ugh. <laughs> Oh, my God, I just threw up in my mouth. Um, if we ever, anyways. if we ever all get together, so it is funny, Sarah. Like, there's a couple of times where, like, I've had art night at my house, or we've all gone out to eat together, and I'm the only one not in chair. And I, I know that people, so all the people in the restaurants are staring at us, and I oh, know yeah. they're like, 
I know that every once in a while I, I get that like, oh, he's a superhero vibe. You know, like, what well, that caregiver guy's helping all of them. I should start no. wearing a cape when we go out. No, no, no. <laughs> you, we don't need to get you a cape. What we need to do is we need to get you a female nurse's outfit is what we need oh, to, no. to get you. <laughs> and really throw people for a loop. Um, <laughs> that sort of thing. But anyways, before, before we wrap up, um, Sarah, if uh, for any reason, now look, don't be creepy, guys, if you're listening to this. I'm not saying, you know, hey, Sarah, After we give talk me your about contact information. And cuddling <laughs> yeah, and yeah. abductions. Yeah, don't be creepy. That's <laughs> yeah, don't, uh, okay. Don't, don't be creepy. But if you if you want to reach out to Sarah on social media or anything like that because you have legitimate questions about caregiving or if you're a disabled person or a wheelchair user and you have questions about caregiving sarah if you would not mind giving people maybe an email address that's not so closely tied to who you personally are so that people don't actually stalk you and show up at your house tomorrow <laughs> well you can follow me on social media that's not creepy so i am in the disabled nation group on facebook and i'm under my full name which is sarah goldman uh instagram my instagram handle is at s goldman 17 feel free to follow me there and then um if you ever have anything disability related feel free to email me um at work i work for the florida independent living council and would love to chat about disability issues more and my email there is sarah with an h at florida slic.org perfect and then i will just say in closing if you are interested in being a guest on the show you don't necessarily have to be disabled we love hosting allies as well um, because that conversation is really important to have and i think that disabled people honestly need to get more comfortable in having that conversation and and also allowing uh, allies a little bit of the spotlight because what they do is important and hey look as disabled people Sarah and I can both tell you we do need able-bodied people in our lives. Able-bodied people are important. Also, it's an injustice that there aren't more disabled people in, um, you know, uh, important legislative offices. However, the reality is that a lot of uh, able-bodied people, you know, or a lot of the legislators that are in office are able-bodied and like it or not, the way that politics goes, Sarah's nodding in, in case you're listening to this in audio-only format, we do have to pander a little bit to that able-bodied mindset. And don't be upset if it's that you have to describe the way that you are. Because, look, I, every year I speak to legislators for the activism work that I do, and I pointedly have to describe the realities of living as a disabled person every day and actually what i need yeah. so you know can I, can I can i interrupt so as an ally you people out there that are not have or do not have a disability look at kyle's shirt like i'm gonna point like this and is you can you can be an ally by going to cafe press uh, <laughs> backslash disabled network and getting some merchandise yeah, or, we would... or following us on patron which uh, kyle's gonna actually name some of our top patrons I better yeah, jump you, in there and say that before. Uh... No, you actually cut me off before I was, <laughs> oh, I was transitioning no, to no. that. No, no, no. Uh, I, I feel, Sarah, right? Did you get the vibe that he was closing out I the show? I got you, Brad. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. No, so, I, was, I was not. But all right. Deny, I see. I, this is, the, this is the, Kyle, <laughs> the pick on Kyle show now. Anyways, if you do want to be a guest on the show, email us at getinfo at disabled.org. Or if you have anything uh, specific or want to bring anything to my attention, you can always email me directly. Um, Kyle at disables.org. And so with all of that being said, we will go ahead and give a shout out to our patrons because they help us to keep the lights on. And uh, if you would like to be a member, there are also cool little perks that you get. Uh, little snippets into Lou's life and into my life, what we have going on both with and with out the Disables Network, which I mean, everything that we do to some extent, like, ends up revolving around the disabled network anyway so it's you know whatever um but you know the other thing as well is that if you're our top tier you will get episodes at least a day early i know that as soon as after we yeah. sign off of this i'm gonna be working on uploading an episode uh, that our uh super crip tier which is the top tier will actually be getting an entire week early um and there are just things like that that are going to end up happening where lou and i are really 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 fucking busy and we're just going to get stuff out to people as soon as we possibly can and it just so happens it's going to be a week early so from our top tier the super crip uh patrons who have pledged 15 dollars a month 
Robert L. Pope Jr., George Smith, Kevin Melendez, Kelly Kidder. Thank you all so much. And from the tier just below them who are members of our Cryptastic tier who have pledged $10 a month, Annette Webb, Patty Pride, Ellie Stowe, Jesse Schwartzman. Thank all of you so much. And if you would like to, uh, you know, be involved in our community, uh, you have a little more say as to actually what goes on uh, in the show, episodes that we upload, ideas that we, uh, you know, are going to be expounding upon. So, you know, think about that. And then also, I will say as the last, the very last thing that um, my friend and now actually have the Disablest Book Club with her, uh, my friend Caitlin, actually was a fan of the show, found us because she was a fan of the show, became a patron, and then ended up creating a segment with us so you'll never know what can happen um with any of that stuff or if you want to write blogs for us or whatever um we've had a lot of great relationships with people that have blossomed from our patreon even and all that kind of stuff so with all of that out of the way sarah i really appreciate you coming on it is always an absolute pleasure and a blast to have you on we need to get you on again or maybe do a thing where we have you on regularly and we just shoot the shit about yeah, like yeah, what definitely. we did today yeah. uh, I about I love like hanging they, out with you. Yeah, we should we should do a thing where we talk about like uh, gonna make Lou vomit in his mouth, but oh, we should do a oh. thing where we we whole un- segment on mayonnaise. <laughs> I on mayonnaise. No, I wasn't gonna say on mayonnaise, <laughs> but I was gonna say you know it would do at least I know you and I probably a bit of good to unpack uh, you know desires for physical intimacy and cuddling all mm-hmm. of that stuff because I have no outlet really to talk lou doesn't like it when i just blah, all of this stuff about being physically intimate only on to him so i i need somebody <laughs> that i can talk to about that but anyway well, well just uh, so, just so you know sarah most of the time i'm like i don't know kyle i, I i'm not i don't i don't know why you that's told normal. me that on the call right yeah. before this yeah that's normally I know, my kyle. answer i i don't know <laughs> so. um but anyway so look forward to to that in the future Sarah and I will definitely get on and, and talk more about that kind of stuff. So for the Disablest uh, Report and the Disablest Network, I'm going to be signing off. My name is Kyle. My name is Lewis. Sarah, thank, thank you so much. Thank you and, guys uh, so much. Yeah, I, I love cutting you off, Lou, if that's not completely <laughs> no, no, apparent by yeah. now. <laughs> Anyways, everybody, I'm an asshole. I'll see you later. Bye, everybody. Bye.